Deadpool. Infinity War was half spoiled when I didn't ask for it, but then after that just opened. It's like a weird thing about me. I seek out spoilers for certain movies. I don't know why I do that to myself. Hey, Marcus. Yes? Do you like cinema? Yes. Do you like pastries? Yes. Do you ever feel that we are just clouds? Existing in the Trinosphere, waiting for the world to understand what we are going through? Sometimes, yes. Me too. Do you like lollipops? I did. I still like them and I call them lollies. Hello, this is Zebras in America. I'm Scott Thorough and you are... Marcus Pinn. How do pe- how, where can people find you? We haven't done that in a while. Oh, yeah. PinlandEmpire.com. That's the hub of everything. ScottThorough.com. That's the porn hub of Scott Thorough. Nice. Yeah, man. I like to... So, uh, how, how you been? Good. <laughs> been searching. Been searching? Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, no I've, I've, I've been good. I'm, I'm busy and tired by the end of every day, but uh, I'm busy and got stuff going on. Yeah. I'm depressed and I'm you? tired by the time I wake up in the morning. Yeah, no, that happens. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, such is life. You know, gutters and strikes. Sure. Uh, so as the some, dude would say. As the dude would say. Yes, I'm I'm having a time, but, but I don't feel like getting into it. Sure. Um, yes. Man, I had some sushi today. And oh, I, shit, I did too. For lunch? Yeah, man. I did too. You like sushi? I love it. I fucking love sushi, man. But I only, I tried to like, you know, whatever. So I only had one roll. Which I normally do two, which is standard, but one, and no, it wasn't enough, that's why no. I'm hungry. No, lunch, lunch, mm-hmm. lunch, you gotta, you, dude, you, you're a girthy guy, pause. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, girth, we're girthy men. We, that's we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're girthy Don't say it again, please. <laughs> we're girthy guys. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just true. Since one of you, like, we're clearly three lunch, three roll lunch special kind of guys. Yeah. I'm no, not a, three is a lot for. Well, I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not a two roll lunch special sort of fella. I've I've been doing two. I had sushi on Monday, and today I was like, let me just see if I could do one. I did a, um the, just a regular California lobster avocado cucumber. Yeah, roll. it's just a regular. That's not regular, lobster roll. That's not regular. Or a Calif- California roll. California that, California's crab, not lobster. That's what I meant. Sorry. What's up? Like so you're from you're from Western Mass. Not Damn eastern, not, not eastern mass. Damn sure not. Damn sure not. Like, what's up with like lobster rolls? They're so expensive. Well, lobster is expensive. Is that true though? Yes. So I went to like I saw like six movies over this weekend. Nice. That's the one thing I failed to mention too. I try to cram in a couple of things. Pause. Um. Here and there. So I, I've last not so much this, in the last seven days. But in quite in, in a while, I've been getting back on my movie my, my movie grind. So yeah, yeah. this sorry, this this weekend I saw um, Disobedience, mm-hmm. First Reformed, mm-hmm. uh, Last Flag Flying, mm-hmm. yep. Jeanette, mm-hmm. Little Hours, mm-hmm. Deadpool Two, Atomic Blonde, wow. and um, the new episode of Westworld. Oh. We since, kind of uh, since Thursday, nice. Um, that's some of this is sort of true. I actually saw Disobedience, I think, a week ago. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, that's important because I, sometimes I do realize I get caught up, and I was like, oh, I have a movie podcast and a movie site, and I do other movie podcasts sometimes, and I write for the movie sites. I should see movies more. So it's like I saw Jeanette, I saw Taste of Cement, which is one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, I saw uh, Brawl on Cell Block 99, if you want to get into that. Um, I saw um, Before We Vanish, Westworld, Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, so yeah, a decent amount of stuff in this last week's time. Yeah. Can I talk about Deadpool a little bit? Go ahead. Uh, 
slight spoilers for Deadpool follow. Deadpool 2, that is. One, two, three, four. Okay. So, like, it was sort of search for the will to people, but Deadpool. Wow, so that takes on extra level, because... But the co-star of that movie is no, no, no. I mean, by having the co-star of Search for the Wilder People mm-hmm. as the character that he's in search for, made it be like, oh, you're just trying to remake Search for the Wilder People. Ah, it was not as good a movie as Search for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Other people might. <sighs> EF Bartland might make a comment and, and correct us. <laughs> What's up, dude? Just kidding. I'm not. You're very passive aggressive. <laughs> But go ahead though. Hunt, hunt, <coughs> search for the wilder people is what it's hunt called. Hunt for the wilder people. Hunt yeah. for the wilder people yeah. was one of the best movies of the year it came out. 2016. Yeah. It was damn sure in my top ten. Deadpool two is not the top ten movie movies for me this year. It's what I'm hearing from a few sources. It's I not, haven't seen it for those. It's not. Years. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But it it was like, what's that term? You're doing the most when someone. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it was just doing the most. So it happens with sequels sometimes, though. And and it was doing the most, but it was also doing the least. Mm. Um, I will some positives. Cable, he's both like Terminator and John Connor at the same time. Wow! But it's sort of joked about. Um, wow. You know, but also like it's weird because like the film do, the film's trying so hard to both pander and not pander to both like sort of like people who are against identity politics in comics and people who are for identity politics in comics hmm. like okay. the alt-right people plus the SJW people mm-hmm. that that in my opinion it doesn't know what it's doing yeah uh, I've, I've come up with a term called the wokey pokey <laughs> it's a dance of call it's it, it, doing the wokey pokey which is uh, which I which is a uh, my, I've come up with a term. It's performative wokeness or pandering or virtue signaling about a cause or issue while not actually, while not necessarily caring about the issue or mm. perhaps benefiting or perpetuating the issue. Mm. Not, okay. to, not similar to pinkwashing. Are you ter- familiar yes. with the term pinkwashing? Yep. For people who are listening who are not familiar with the term pinkwashing, it's, uh, it's like people using breast cancer as a way to sell product and sometimes it's companies that are causing the chemicals. Yeah, that how m- about that? Yeah. Cash me outside, breast cancer. How about that? Yeah. Um, also, the cash me outside girl won't disappear. Yeah, it, no. Like, she makes rap music now. I know. And she's wealthy. She's wealthy. That and makes me a little... I know you should know. I don't think about other people's pockets. I don't think about some... But when someone like her is wealthy and I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, come on. You know, um, while while I'm not doing great right now, I am in great therapy. And one thing we work on is not making upwards or downwards comparisons. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't make comparisons. I, well, it's not that I don't. It's that I'm trying not to because I find upwards or downwards, I don't feel good about myself. Yeah, that's interesting. In th- which I have therapy tomorrow. Um, I I get annoyed because the things that I feel I'm good and talented at, I can't make any money or a living off of. So that kind of bugs me. Well, so there that's there, one there are things. I mean, there are things myself. at hand. Sometimes, sometimes I will like if my depression won't let me not think about what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'll start thinking about people who are doing better than me or whatever, and then I remember that there are certain things that may have may have or haven't happened for them um and like i was thinking about this the other day performative i will get back into performative wokeness mm-hmm. but um i was thinking about this the other day about you know how we think about more success or whatever yeah and all of it is is sometimes just about doing it and being available and 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 putting yourself out there yeah. i was i was in an uber i was in an uber i like to say uber pool sometimes how like people in germany say super cool yeah and we are better than jews yeah oh oh no, man no because there's the whole holocaust yeah no but not but not to never you do you remember did you used to watch upright citizens brigade a while ago there was a whole ongoing I'm Ju- sketch. I'm Jew. I'm Jewish by the way there's an ongoing sketch about these guys from some unknown country they were european pop stars 
who did this drug called Super Cool. It was super just cool. like pixie stick thing. And they sounded just like that. We do Super Cool. And they thought that they were being badasses, but Super Cool was legal. And they kept acting like it was illegal. But anyway, you just when you said that, it reminded me of that. So I was, in, I was in an Uber in the Bay Area <laughs> last year. Mm-hmm. And like, this dude was driving us around and mm-hmm. and he had a very familiar voice and he was like you know you know i have a famous cousin do you know who he is and i was like yes i do he's like what do you mean i was like i can tell from your voice who your cousin is he's like he's like dave chappelle i was like yeah i know because you sound exact the guy sounded exactly <laughs> oh, like wow. Dave Chappelle. oh wow <laughs> and and he was making jokes and he was funny he was mm-hmm. from he's from maryland and and he was just talking about how he grew up with dave and and this is before the Netflix specials and how he's just been like trying to figure out what he wants to do these days. And regardless of like what you think of his new specials or whatever, there certainly was a time where he was the funniest guy and had some of the best stuff. Yeah. And, and he was like, and he was like, Dave isn't even the funniest person in our family. Wow. That's the case. I mean, but that's like the classic, like when you look at like all the big football, like a junior say, I'll rest in peace. The whole joke when it came out, like when you saw his other siblings, like oh, he's the runt of the litter, or like, or like with a lot of pro well, wrestlers. My you know. point is that is <clears throat> that there might have been there might be someone in Dave Chappelle's family that's funnier than Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. but Dave Chappelle went to New York and did his thing, and oh, yeah. I think about I don't think I'm a more I don't think I'm less talented musician. Than, than many of the musicians out there that are way more well-known than me, mm. but they are way better at doing, making music and doing stuff and figuring out how to do shit. You know, it's really hard to, like, have a full-time job and do lots of other things, and and you, you know, you probably would be, would have a better footing as, like, a as a film, as a film writer if you didn't have another job. Mm-hmm. Because you'd be able to to devote all your time to that, but you 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 weren't born into the lucky sperm club, so you have so to true. work you have to work a job. I do, or you don't want to take the risk involved in quitting your job. I do not, which is which is okay. Yeah. Like not everyone, you know, for all the people, for there's thousands of people that quit their job to focus in art that don't become <clears throat> Vincent Gallo. Yeah, yeah. That don't become someone famous. We only know that we only know the success stories. Yeah. But like whenever you know, I'm always whenever someone tells me they're going to quit their job, that job and do art full time, I'm always like, I'm worried for them because the because the chances are slow. Yeah. Are low. So that's so that relates to like when we're trying to, you know, cashing out side girls like sixteen. Yeah. Doesn't have a job. Yeah. So she can just be on the internet all day and troll to Keshi sixty nine. Sure. And. She she is better than Takeshi sixty nine. I mean, okay, sure. I I don't care about either. Yeah, but like like your mom's a better rapper than Takeshi. Yes, she is. Like and and a better person. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think the I think I think the the thing is the more that we protest these young rap people that the young rap people like the more they're gonna go crazier. Yeah. Until like it's like full tattoo suits. Yeah, but my my problem with like wokey pokey performance is just like people now have this like performance like like patriarchy is bad, gun violence is bad, blah 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 is bad, and we need to do this and we need to without ever thinking like without nuance, it just becomes. Uh, I think without nuance, it's 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 doesn't have a lot of meaning, mm-hmm. you know, because because this this film is like. They're really trying to like. They're tr- the the whole film. They're trying to be like, we're we're really woke, but we're also like, making fun of it. But we're, we're like tr- self aware. We're self aware, and we're we're trying to <clears throat> to make a movie that's both happy for. All comic book fans, but they did like they did like the rape culturist trope of comic books. Mm-hmm. Which is you said that it's okay that I talk spoilers. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, is that is that they pull is that they do the woman in refrigerators trope, which we talked which I've talked to you about 
before, which is which is killing off a female character or causing harm to a female character, really for the benefit of the experience of the male character, so they can show what they're going through to put forward a story. Mm-hmm. So they kill his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie. Oh damn! You said it. You said Early. it was okay. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, damn, that's crazy. and 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 they make that like the crux of him. <clears throat> Of him deciding to save the 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 wilded people kid, mm-hmm. and and then like it actually, and people can argue that that it's okay because at the end of the movie, you sure? Absolutely. At the end of the movie, he he uses Cable's time machine to go back and stop it from happening. Oh, okay. which just cheapens it, in my opinion. So it's even worse. So so. And I'm not the first person to notice. Like people are talking about it, there. You know, when when a term has become like the term is now called fridging, because it's so like okay. because pe- people are are upset that both Avengers used fridge used fridging with Gamora. Yeah, or just I was just gonna say. So Josh Brolin is the villain in two movies that have to do with time stuff. And violence and against stuff. women, and which, violence against women, you know, <clears throat> yeah. and and in one movie he perpetuates the violence against women. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, like who's they? Who who does kill Deadpool's wife, girlfriend? No is one, like no one important. Oh, that's even worse. It's just like a character. Okay. Wow. All right. Well. Yeah. But there's some really funny stuff. I'm and, sure. And like it's it's not it's I don't my problem is that it's like is that you're going you're trying so hard to be like be like ahead of the pack and like thoughtful and like um teenage negasonic teenage warhead has a girlfriend in the movie mm-hmm. and like there's this cute situation about it and like their relationship is nonchalant and people are <clears throat> celebrating the nonchalance of it but it's just like but you're still like using the di- you're still using a really cheap trope to to push forth mm-hmm. and y'all are better than that yeah y'all are smart people y'all could like this is this is co-written by the dude that wrote john wick like you're smart wow <coughs> you know and and though john wick sort of sort of uses the trope in a way i guess she's not murdered though no she dies naturally and he is just trying to just hang out with his dog. Yeah. Oh, who's who? Also, who gets the dog? The dog is refrigerated. Yeah. Yes. Um. But. But the death feels real. You feel like real loss. Mm-hmm. It's also why you're like, why you kill this man's dog, dude? Yeah, for a car. Like no, no, no one. Everyone watches that movie and they're like, oh yeah, they got it coming to him. Yeah. You shouldn't. Don't fuck. Like, is it? You know, like. But that also has to do with our weird humans. Where we're like pretty okay with violence against other humans we're not okay with violence against of course dogs. we are goes of course yeah so yeah that's that so that's my thought about deadpool mm-hmm. i also saw first reformed yeah how's that i'm was, going to see that oh i don't know when but it was good i would say paul schrader's back to form but paul schrader's the most up and down director yeah, ever he like he's 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 what i call like this the deviation goat because mm-hmm. like like his ups are so good and his downs are like low. Yeah. He's got ups and downs and and he's he's he is a depressed person. Mm-hmm. He's a difficult person. I know you're still mad at him about his comments about about song to song. <clears throat> sure. I got into an argument about song to song over the weekend. Oh wow. But like the guy was cool. We were also just he also like heard me out by explaining how like like French New Wave and like Godard and and Adam Sandler films are pretty much the same thing, hmm. and he was a, he was able to hear me. He didn't get all upset. Yeah, I was able to explain why I thought like before like how why like how to be a god and Freddy got fingered are very similar to me. Okay, yeah. I'm just the other thing is too with Terrence Malick. I don't know. I I moved past the like, oh, is it pretentious? Is it oh, like it's the same? But just him, it was just extra. Like to go to Facebook. And just compare it to the unspilled urine from an old man's dick. It's just like, damn, what did Terrence Malick ever do to you? Besides, give you good movies to watch. Great yeah, movies to watch. I mean, but you know, he's he. Who knows? Like, like people that are really famous 
and well known might not really give a fuck about other people. Yeah. Like Paul like what do like Paul Schrader might like what does he think? You know, he wrote he he wrote Raging Bull and Taxi Driver, directed American Gigolo, did Blue Collar, like he also did Cat People, mm-hmm. you know? He's done he's done a, he's done ups and downs. Wrote for film comment, interviewed some of the greatest filmmakers, you know. <clears throat> yeah, he, his his writing is some of the early um analytical film stuff that people really love. Yeah. Um so, you know, I mean I am interested in his thoughts about Terrence Malick and like he clearly has has some good taste. I know that he was very opposed to the Danish director doing the five yeah, uh, five. What was it called? Five obstructions. Five obstructions with <clears throat> Taxi Driver, which I wish they would do. Although I, th- yeah, 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 I do too. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, well, not- they tried to get around it because they were going to do the shave after that. Scorsese's like first real short film, but then that just that that fell apart as well. Also, people are less interested in that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you know. um and you know the Danish director is a cause celebre this week. Yeah. But it's like uh, whatever. What 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 did you like that? Like I would be, I, I want to talk about first reform, but I'm just like, yeah. uh, in regards to the the Danish director, you know, oh you're so edgy doing a movie <clears throat> with like killing women and children. You know, if you like when you did a rom com, that was edgy. Like you doing a violent movie right now isn't like like. Like you're just you're just proving something stupid. Well, that's true, but I'm also not. Um, I did. I don't. I did a podcast on the Danish director a while back. I have no idea when it's coming out, but but I will say, as someone pointed out on Twitter, it's like he's done. He has done worse stuff. Like Dogville, a guy takes a Tommy gun to a baby in a baby carriage, and you see the like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, like, then you have stuff like a Serbian film. So it's not like. I think the biggest thing that no one is talking about, or maybe I don't want to say no one's talking about, he was banned from Khan, you know, for like seven, uh, seven years. And it's like, oh, this is what you come back with. So it's kind of like he's coming back. Oh, you guys, I'm back. Like that guy, like he's kind of, be, you know. Yeah, also, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like it would be, he was known for being on the vanguard of artsy and risky yeah. and interesting film. True. And I think doing ultra violence right now is not risky or or artful. True. You know, when when people when people thought David when people thought they had David Lynch pegged, he did the straight story. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm much more interested in seeing the Danish director. Well, I'm not really interested in seeing anything the Danish director has to do right now, mm. but I want to see him do a straight story versus just like, "Oh, you're killing children." First yeah. reformed. Boss of all, he did. But sure. But no, I want to hear about first. Reform. First reformed, really good. Mm-hmm. It was just like uh, first time I saw it. I sat when I was done. I was like, "This is good," and then and then then as the night progressed, I was like, "This is great." Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up in the morning, and felt compelled to argue, one sided with Armand White, mm-hmm. in the morning I was like, "Oh, this is excellent." Wait, wait, say that again. I'm sorry. In the morning, I just mm-hmm. tweeted to Armand White because he. He was disappointed in the film. He thought the film wasn't spiritual. He thought that it was like it was for that that the only people that liked it were atheists. Were the majority. So then, he can't like it. Then, I'm just taking a dig, and it's also kind of kind of the truth. I didn't I didn't see what he had to say about. Uh, he's been tweeting too much black conservatism stuff for me to, and he's also scared of me too. But go ahead. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, I did. He, I think his own prejudices. We're keeping him from enjoying this movie because the film is the film the film is a deeply religious film and I do think Paul Schrader is deeply non-religious mm-hmm. so I think people think because he's not religious that mm-hmm. maybe the film the film's characters or stuff you know do you know anything about the movie yeah I know a lot I, I watched it I was gonna say I watched the trailer a lot because the trailer is just kind of masterfully cut and then I just read about it so I, I I know that that's one movie I didn't full I haven't spoiled for myself but I I know what it's about so you know without without being spoilerish it's about a a a reverend who who is who runs a small church his son 
was just killed in, was just killed in action. They mm-hmm. come from an army family. He was he was an army um, chaplain, mm-hmm. and he's he's not doing great. And he starts. He becomes a mentor to a guy who's an environmentalist, and then and then it it's it goes from there, yeah. and it. It is. It does. People. It does have some like taxi driver vibes to it, mm-hmm. but not not in the way that um, you were never really there. Did it just? Mm-hmm. It just has like these sort of like, oh, these are some good. These are some interesting positions. And and Cedric the Entertainer's in it, but he's yeah. going by his full name. Yeah. I I'm I'm curious as to what what's up with that. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. I feel like the poster didn't want to yes, say Cedric exactly. the Entertainer. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. Okay. Me. Well, he's great in it. Oh, good. Oh, cool. He play. He plays like a mega preacher. I might go see it tomorrow after therapy if if I don't have plans. My it's lady. it's in my top five. I don't of the yeah, year. Yeah. See that. See that makes me want to see it more now. Well, because like I don't think Ethan Hawke has been this good <clears throat> since. Um, what, what's that Devil movie with? You're dead? I was gonna say. I was gonna say the movie with Gwyneth Paltrow. Ang Lee. Oh shit! Oh, he's been good in stuff since then. That was like What's late nineties. Uh, Sense and Sensibility. Uh, no, no, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sorry, I can't think of the name of the movie, guys. No, now it's gonna kill me. Yeah, you got your phone right in front of you. Yeah, but I like not doing that. I was gonna say too. Um, I actually made a side by side comparison today without actually having seen it. Um, yeah, Post Malone. Um. And it also, it looks very reminiscent, well, I know for a fact it is, it's, re- it's reminiscent of Diary or Country Priest. Oh, Paul Schrader oh, loves, oh, def- Paul Schrader oh, loves oh that's, that's like not even like, yeah. that's, that goes without saying, and there's also, both, both characters have this asceticism that people are not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Oh, Great Expectations. Great Expectations, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a long time, so. I, I, I recently rewatched it, because I, I like, I like, um, I like Charles. Dickens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was good, and Ethan Ethan Hawke was good, and Amanda Seyfried was great. Okay. Um, and it's 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 a deeply spiritual movie. So like people that are, people that are like against it because it it's it's Christianity as a form of 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 rebellion, mm-hmm. and and spirituality can be a form of rebellion. People always sometimes, oftentimes, people think of spirituality and religion just as a sort of status quo thing. But when you're not the when your faith is in the face of of the oppressor or of of the power, Mm -hmm. it becomes a very interesting, powerful form of rebellion. And I'm not an atheist, so so I was just like, I disagree with you, Armin. What I wasn't like throwing shots. I was just like. I was just like I. I think your own your own stuff is keeping you from enjoying a movie that you would probably enjoy. Lots of movies, because that that seems to be the case now. His black experience doesn't relate to other black people's experience, which is fine. But then that doesn't mean that the movie's bad. If you don't like it, fine. I can't tell you you don't like something. Or like his experience, like his sexuality tends to kind of, you know, d- dictate that stuff too, like say Moonlight or stuff like that. So, <clears throat> I think that's I, a big problem. I, I even understand, well, I I don't think his criticism of Moonlight is completely invalid. Sure, but I think the big crux of it, I, I just think it's dangerous to be like, I'm a gay black man, like, that's not what it's like. I think he felt that because the film was 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 written and directed by a straight black man telling the black gay black story i believe the that it was based mm-hmm. on a book by a by a gay yes person yes he felt that that it was missing some of the lens and i, I, th- I think that's a fair critique True. but when you get into certain things about let's just say certain movies that he has like directed by someone who doesn't come from the experience of the protagonist like it, all I'm saying is that, that that's a very slippery slope. Yeah, I mean, he he is very critical, though, of of a lot of homosexual films. 
and that and that I understand. So, and I think I think you I think we tend to critique things heavier that hit home. That's true. I'm not saying. Look, we've we're not going to agree on our on Armin White. Well, but, it depends what we're agreeing on. I think he's a smart guy. Yeah, I think he's, I, there, he has a what, great film mind. He does. I I'm just saying. That I do agree that that he keeps him that it seems like he's his own worst enemy from enjoying film. Yes, but yeah. I'm also saying that it that I don't some of his criticism of popular things is valid, and that's why I mean his his fearlessness to like movies that people don't like really informed me as a young man. That's true. I just think too don't I can't tell someone what not to do, but to be critical of homosexuality. In cinema heavily, but then to be very pro Michael Savage, who wishes AIDS on gay people, calls them sodomites, has nothing but mean things to say, but then you share countless YouTube videos of him and you're like, preach, Michael, preach. I yeah, just find should, that very strange. He that's, should that's be more, more Dan Savage and less Michael Savage. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, I thought, I didn't think I was going to like First Reformed as much as I did, right. but I've just been in a weird place, and I got laid off, so I have more free time, so I'm really trying to take advantage of, do you like movies? Do you like passes? Check out Movie Pass, $10 a month. You see Movie Pass? That could be us. Just give us some money, man. Seriously. Like, so I've been trying to see a movie as much as possible, so I went to see that First Reformed, and... um. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, Depending very, on how tired very, I am, I may see it tomorrow. Very un-American in a good way. Mm-hmm. I got that vibe. Yeah, and the 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 last three or four minutes, I have some thoughts, but I'll wait till you see the movie. Cool. I also watched on Amazon. Oh, I saw Disobedience. Yeah, how was that? It was okay. Yeah, just that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I don't know, just like growing up with a lot of, of ultra-Orthodox people in New York, it was interesting to see the see what it's like in London. Mm-hmm. But I still think like, you know, instead of going to see Disobedience, go see Menasha, which is still one of my favorite movies of the past couple of years okay. and, and, and celebrates celebrates the ultra-religious Jews without... without um, over over making something a spectacle you know because hmm. because i do think i do think the very religious of most religions get a bad rap and an unfair rap and and menasha tells an interesting story and disobedience tells a different story um but there was like there's this there's there's a sex scene that people are talking about in disobedience and uh it was beautiful. It was interesting. It was it was done from a different. It was done for. It was done from, um, a thoughtful lens. I don't know. Some people have different opinions about it, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. People have opinions about movies. Yes, they do. But as you see, a lot of the movies this week, aside from Deadpool, that I'm thinking about are connected with faith. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, you, you, we were we were blessed with a, an official screener of Jeanette. I know, right? An official one. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we've been getting Academy screeners from the Academy, but this was this was from the actual film company. Yes. Which is the new Bruno Dumont film. Yes, it is. Um, so I watched that this I watched this on Monday because mm-hmm. I was thinking like movies really love telling stories about Joan of Arc. Yes. Like we just love Joan of Arc. Yes. And actually, my one of my therapist is by Joan of Arc Park. I was, okay. I was at Joan of Arc Park today. Oh, nice. Yeah, on the Upper West Side. It's nice. You know, I suggest everybody, when you have a chance, to take your shoes off and take a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. You should not walk in the park with your shoes on. Mm-hmm. You should really let your feet reverberate with the nature. No, and, I, I agree. I thought you were saying so. And there's yeah. this, uh, for, for, for tactical role-playing heads, there's this great video game for the PSP, which is the PlayStation Portable, not have you ever smoked PCP? No. Hi, Doug. Um, called Joan de Arc, which is a retelling of Joan of Arc mm-hmm. with like dragons and ogres and shit. Okay. Game is tight as fuck. It's mm-hmm. like like one of my favorite uh, tactical role playing games. 
tactical role-playing games being my favorite genre of video games. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics probably being my favorite video game of all time because oh. of the custom ability and the, uh, the story. Nice. A wonderful story. And just about the futility of war. But Jeanette, mm-hmm. like, tell me about Jeanette, bro. Okay, it's um, Bruno Dumont's latest film. It's his first official musical, although his 2014 film, Lil' Kin Kin... Lil' uh, Kim? Lil', yeah, Lil' the Kim Kim. The story of Lil' Kim? Yeah, played into musical numbers. But this is large majority just, you know, people breaking out in song and dance. Um, it's about the... It's a reinterpretation of the super young years of Joan of Arc tone and told in two different sections of, of her life, two young... Uh, I mean, she died when she was 16. Yeah, so two younger this, years. This is before... It's, it's before all the, like, the um, the Mila Jovovich, the, 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 the Bresson, you know, the Trial of Joan of Arc, the Passion of Joan of Arc. It's, it's the origin story, essentially. Yeah, it's it's the best superhero origin story of the year. Yeah. Um, because, <laughs> unlike other superhero origins, not midi metal musicals with drum and bass elements. Yes, and and headbanging. Like and the music. What's what's interesting to me is the music is like so sort of not musical. Like the singing is very matter of fact. Yes, it's it's a very philosophical film. It's mm-hmm. it's Joan of Arc figuring out that she needs to f- kill war, and the only way to stop war is to go to war. Mm-hmm. She wants to start a war on war. This is it towards the end of the Hundred Years' War, and England is 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 fucking up France, and and she just this she I think she's there's two it's two actresses yeah. who are both like under the age of fourteen mm-hmm. like having these philosophical debates with different characters, and then figuring out that she should go do this, and the music even though it's largely musical, it was like not super musical. Except for when the instruments showed up. And when the instruments showed up, it was almost silly. Because it was like... It was MIDI drum and bass metal. Yeah. It was weird, dude. I was like, what the fuck... What the fuck did Marcus just send me? But... But... <laughs> Bruno Dumont, he's he's real brilliant. The cinematography in this film is stupidly good. Yeah. It 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 is similar because there's a lot of countryside and a lot of water. So it's not dissimilar in film style to... Lamut, his last film. Malut, yeah. What did I say? Lamut. Okay. Yeah. You're like That's you're right. you're like a jurisprudence fetishist. What do you mean? You got off on a technicality. I'm just saying it's the movie Slack Bay. Well, that's why I, that's why I avoid the foreign uh, the foreign sayings. I'm saying I just told a funny joke. I didn't get it. Did you hear about the jurisprudence fetishist? He got off on a technicality. Yes. yes. <sighs> I think though, Bruno de Mont, find, watching his movies now from like Lil Kin Kin on, it's not a representation of what he's like. Like, have you seen his earlier stuff? You wouldn't even think it was the same director. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Which is interesting. Like, I don't watch a lot of, like, like a lot. I learn a lot about foreign cinema from you and getting texts from Carlo and him to me. Sure. Well, if you ever have time, I, I'll just throw this out there. It's one of my just favorite movies. Period. But it's his second film, uh, Humanity. Um, are which, are manatees which, in it? No. There's a guy who looks like a manatee. I mean, if you watch Rupert movies, lots of people this, look yeah, like he, manatees. Yeah, that's true. In his movie. There's, oh, not, there's not enough manatees in film. No. Did you see? remember the South Park episode where they made fun of Family Guy? No. Oh, it involved manatees. No, it was like it was like beef. They were, it was like a diss track to Family Guy. Where this big reveal, the, the the boys found out that the Family Guy show didn't have writers. They just had it was these two manatees in a big fishbowl, and they just would put like balls in the in the tank with the manatees that just had random words written on them. So whatever the manatees touched, that's what would make the Family Guy episode. Because when you think about it, Family Guy's very like their cutaways are very random and whatnot. So yeah, South Park no, was taking shots. No, I get the joke. <clears throat> yeah, I mean South Park likes taking jokes. Jokes. Yes, they do. Do you think uh, basketball basketball has that become a cult film yet? A long time ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, though, I, it's when you say that because no one I have not thought about that movie since 
until you just said it for a while. But I remember even still into the late nineties, it was considered a. Cult. It ain't a bad movie though. The movie's funny as hell. Yeah, it's, it's far from not a bad movie. It's funny, and it ties into it's better than Bong Water. It ties into Jeanette because there's that musical scene where he's driving in his car, and the car is just like matter of factly narrating his life as he's driving, which is a lot of what's in in Jeanette. Yeah, Jeanette is just like a matter of fact narration of yeah. of strong faith and have you seen have you seen the little hours no i didn't get it i didn't get around to see that it's funny because little hours is a mat is like it's also like it's like 1300s europe mm-hmm. um but like they talk like regular right they talk like they talk like a mumblecore movie <laughs> but it's in but it's like so like John C. Riley is like, oh, I I got too drunk on the wine and now yeah. I don't know what to do and the donkey left. It's almost like you're describing um, Death to Stalin, where it's like people just talking how they normally talk. I haven't all seen different... Death to. I've been Stalin. Oh, let me to not see uh, it. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that. I don't want. I don't want to ruin that. Uh, so I think it's an. I think it's an interesting style choice. Um, also, I, yeah, I've just been like watching all these movies that have faith involved. Yeah, man. What's what what's up with that? So 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 what brings to to mind when all that? Where, where does that put your mind when you're seeing all these things with 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 faith? Uh, I mean, it's just it's just I think faith is an interesting character, mm-hmm. um, because cause it allows for so much growth and I mean, conflict of faith is such an easy way to start a story. Sure. Um, you know, I just I finally saw uh, Last Flag Flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh... And that's like that's a movie that's about a crisis of faith. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, right down to there's a great, you know, to be, well, I guess Steve Carell's character was in the Navy, but to dedicate so much of your life to this country, to your, to whatever branch of the military, whatever, and then there's that point, you know, where Steve Carell's like, yeah, you know, I don't really trust the guy. I don't trust this country right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, so, like, he's like, so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, Jeanette's really good if you have a chance to watch it. It's it's a it's a great take on the musical as someone who's a fan of musicals. It's a great take on, on musicals even though I didn't like the music. Mhm. Or yeah, like it was it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um and clarification last week I said that Bjork had just come up, come out with a new album and apparently like my my friend from therapy was wrong. Like I was, t- she was talking about the 2017 record. Yeah, rising my senses. Yeah, there is yeah. a new record coming out, and there's this, um, but there there was not a new, there's not a new album mm-hmm. yet. But that last album was. It's really good. good. It's really good. Yeah. That song, "Blissing You," "Blissing Me," or whatever. Mm-hmm. You heard that song? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. That song's great. Yeah, I listen to that album quite a bit. Yeah, I, um, I've been listening a lot to. Smashing Pumpkins again and Bjork, mm-hmm. and yeah, just like getting back Shout to like to the nineties. Yeah, well, actually, so I've been listening. Yeah, because my favorite my favorite Bjork album is probably Vespertine. Yeah, which is two thousand one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my second favorite is Post, and my third favorite is Homogenic. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, it's all like I don't think she has bad records. Just some records, some of her like more like theoretical records work less for me so like the timbaland produced record is a cool idea Mm -hmm. but i didn't think i didn't think it worked as a full thought the the beatboxing record was a cool idea oh the razelle yeah not just razelle there were Mm -hmm. like she used a bunch of beat beatboxers oh i'm just thinking because he was the primary he was on about four to five songs he was there's this other guy who was on more tracks than than razelle and oh. also, I revisited that Saul Williams record. Thavius Beck only co-produced two songs. I'm glad that we gave him props for for producing on the Saul Williams um, oh, translation well record, but but he only has production credits for two songs. No, but he that he also like, but he he was he mixed it along with Trent Reznor as well. Okay, it, it was just like he's there. He was there from start to finish. He was he large professored it along. I mean, along with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. I wish large. I wish large professor and Trent Reznor would make a record together. Oh yes, I thought you were gonna say Saul Williams, but yeah, um, yeah, but no, no, no. I, I, I think, I think, I think Saul, uh, I think Trent Reznor singing, large professor rapping, and them co-producing. Who knows what would happen? 
Like that's th- something I'd like to be see throat like see if it sticks to the because sometimes like to... sometimes there's a lot of stuff that just like so when when bacon food became the craze mm-hmm. they're big oh bacon on ice cream bacon on this bacon yeah, on yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the time it would just taste like the two ingredients sure so sometimes like when artists will get together it just sounds like the two ingredients mm-hmm. but then occasionally you'll get something where like chocolate and peanut butter together really elevates both yeah um, yeah. Like like the Kimmy Dawson Aesop rock, rock record, on paper should not work, mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful album. Yeah. Do you like that record? Yes, I do. Like I'm I'm like why does why does that song Delicate Cycle make me cry every single time? Mm, wow. I cannot listen to that song, cl- clear eyed. It's just like, I sure. can't because and it it works because, and and neither of them are not doing them. Like Kimmy sure. Dawson's really doing her Kimmy Dawson thing, and Aesop Rock's really doing his Aesop Rock thing, yeah. and they're both so delightfully weird that it works. And he's very like, like defensive and not not demure, I guess. Um, he's he's very vague about his about his emotions. Mm-hmm. Where Kimmy Dawson is like, here yeah. are all here's my heart, take it. You know, um, so yeah, that's that's my thought on that. I don't know how we went there, but I'm glad we did. I'm, I'm I, you know, our our show is about is really not about the destination; it's about the journey. Because half the time we don't even get to the destination. We're getting close. Oh. Like there, there will probably be an episode where we don't talk about movies one day. That's fine. Um, I like road trips, and that's that's. I mean, again, road. Sometimes the whole point of road trip is to get somewhere. That's what you talk about while you're on a road trip. It's, road trips are not cost efficient or time efficient. It's Wait. about an experience. My three favorite road movies of the destination is super vague. Two Lane Blacktop, Entertainment, The Brown Bunny. The destination is like, wait, what? Where? Forty minutes in, you're like, wait, where are we going? And yeah, that's... I mean, my favorite, my favorite road movie is Stalker. My second favorite road movie is um, Hourglass Sanitarium, and my third favorite road movie is probably Entertainment. And none of Legendary. those. None of legendary. None of those films are are really about where you're going. Or even like Lost Highway is a great road movie in mm-hmm. a way, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you're on a you're on a loop in Lost Highway. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Last Flag Flying is like pretty much a sequel in, to Last Detail. Yeah. Or late. Well, they call so, it a spiritual sequel. Well, they for so. They change parts of the story, but mm-hmm. Last Detail and The Last Flag Flying are both based off of books that are connected to each other. Mm-hmm. Last Last Detail obviously being the road movie by Hal Ashby, mm-hmm. where uh, Jack Nicholson and this other fellow who wasn't in a lot of movies take a young Randy Quaid to go to the brig for doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. And in this, in Last Flag Flying... Many years later, Randy Quaid has grown up to be Steve Carell, and Jack Nicholson has become Brian Cranston, who's like seriously talented actor. Yeah, he is. Generally speaking, I think if there's one criticism I have of that movie, is sometimes Brian Cranston Cranston gets a little scene steely for for my taste. It's like just tone it down a little bit, but but you he's. Know, I mean, me. that's the lines. Mm-hmm. Um and. And um, the other guy is Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Yeah. And Steve Carell plays a, a widower who comes to find these guys because his son has passed away in the second Iraq war. Yeah. And is hoping they'll help him bring the body back for his burial. Yeah. And then it becomes a road movie in and of, of itself. Mm-hmm. And unlike you, I am not usually a fan of Linklater mm-hmm. but he stood back and just let the story do its work and it's just a t- terrific American film about grief and loss and and you've said before on the show and I totally agree how you can like be incredibly patriotic and love your country and support the troops and hate war yeah I, yeah th- this is like a soft anti-war movie like like a, like a nicer because well, like it even ends like he shows so much respect, he, like like that last scene, like that the funeral at the house and the the, the flag folding and everything like it, that made me really like appreciate and respect the military. It, there's, there's like a lot of kindness and, and and tenderness in 
in, in what Linklater let out. Yeah, and I just thought it was nice because as as the the American conversation becomes so divided about war and politics and guns and policy, it's it was just nice to see a film that was just like, look, we can all agree that that war sucks, and but we still support these young people who went to war and it's complicated mm-hmm. and ghosts of Vietnam past show up and they deal with it and talk mm-hmm. about it. And, um, yeah, Steve Carell, Steve Carell was a little office for my taste. Yes. Um, but that's not his fault. It's just that, that he's so famous for his, like his, like comedic, his timing, that mm-hmm. his timing just kind of become this like, Oh, Steve Carell, is doing his Carell thing. Yeah. But the character is a little bit of a joke. He's a little bit of a joke in the last detail. Yes. And and he's a little bit of a joke in this. I thought Brian Cranston was excellent. Oh. Yeah. Just it's not like unheard of. Like I get why someone would think he's excellent. Just for, it's just after a while it's just like, ah, hey, God, ah. I know that's the character, but it's just sometimes like I said, he's a little too Brian Cranston y for me sometimes. I don't know. The character for me, it's like he has a metal plate in his head and he has no filter and he's an alcoholic. And that's sort of like a lot of people who are alcoholics who have filtering problems come off as sort of like can come off sort of narcissistic. That's different. He's just he's Brian Cranston though to me. In, in I don't movie. know. Like, like, that, like to that's me, not to the... me, the fact that he's the dad and Malcolm in the middle, but also like, was he was he in um what was he in Godzilla? What was he exactly? Was yeah. What was that movie? Yeah, white Godzilla. Wire. What was the White Wire show? Oh, it was what? the Wire, but white. Are you talking about wire? Breaking Bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. White yeah, Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Wire is White Wire, really. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. That show. Yeah. I could, like, once they started poisoning kids, I was like, I'm done with this show. I can't deal with it. I was well, on, and, all, I was on yeah. and off with that show. I, it was... There was only one season after that anyway. I don't know. I, when that happens, you gotta go. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm like, like, also we're just like celebrating this monster. That's true. Well, that, but what's fucked up though about Breaking Bad is from the start, like, from the ground floor... You get in on it because oh he's the science teacher he needs health control he's like but then midway and like oh wait no he fucking sucks but wait I was rooting for him before whoa how did this happen like you know what I mean when he killed Mike all that stuff um yeah it's kind of a roller coaster our, our friend of the show Mtume uh, is is what got me into Breaking Bad yeah you know I I just I wish I wish I'm looking forward to the day Mtume recommends me like a slapstick comedy yeah yeah you know. <laughs> I love I love him too. I mean, he did put me onto Enemy Mine. I hadn't seen that as a child. Oh, shit. Really? He put me onto that as an adult. See, you're, you're... we because we we lived together for years, so we would like watch movies together, like Millennium Actress, Porco Rosso, Samurai Champloo. You know, just get into movies. Time yeah. Cop Two. Well, you're fucking my head up because. We're in my childhood, early, early childhood home, and this is, like, the home where I first saw Enemy Mine, and I used to, like, we would, like, rent it, and then we'd return it back to the video store, and I asked my mom and my dad if we could just re-rent it again, because I watched I know the movie a like, lot. I that's like, yeah, I remember that. Enemy Mine was one of those movies. Also, like... <clears throat> the song at the end, that's what? like the gurgling in the alien <laughs> Stop voice. it. <laughs> Yo. No, that song is, it's, like, very touching. It is. Duh, bitch. You know, when Lou Gossett Jr. says that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Gotta be stupid. <laughs> Yo, for some reason that got me thinking about the movie Nell. Not yet, not yet, not yet. I know you want to. That movie. Don DeMarco. What I always, what I always thought about. Jody Foster. <laughs> jo- Jody, yo, yeah. what's up with Jody Foster in that movie? That's basically the the hotel from John Wick, but it's yeah. but it's not. Oh wait, it's not. No. Oh shit, Hotel thought... Artemis. I was like, yo, what? Like, what? Y'all weren't smart enough to turn this into your own movie? Yeah. Wait. So what's the hotel in John Wick? 
I don't know. See, I, 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 because I don't dig too deep into. They're unrelated. I just I just, it was... It's like Crime Hotel. Oh damn! Oh, that's a straight bite. Oh, that's a bite. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, what is up with that? But Batista's in it, so I guess I got. to Yeah, see I it. mean, I mean, Batista's just killing it in the game. He's just, he's yeah. just great. Speaking of the he's other guy, another movie in... that I want to see. I forgot what it's called though. Oh, but Dude, speaking of that, Morocco oh, jacket what? is hot. Oh. oh, yeah, that was my grandma's jacket. Um, speaking of that though, the other guy who's in that Hotel Artemis movie. You know, um, Killmonger's father. He's in the new Predator movie. <coughs> uh, he actually I looks kind of good. Gonna, I'm going to look. Um, I I go see Shane Black movies. Yeah, so, exactly. And he and like, it's it's Predator. Shane Black. Like how I Keegan mean, Michael Key. The, it it seems like has Shane Black done <coughs> done something since Iron Man three? Not that I know of. No, I don't think so. Because I, I mean, I just think I just love Shane Black, and I love the Predator franchise. And I I don't uh, unlike like Predator versus Alien movies were kind of weak, and the last two Alien movies were were not my favorite. Mm. I like all the Predator movies to different levels of varying degrees. Mm. Predator, because <coughs> even the last one was Topher all right. Grace is funny in that movie. Yeah, he's a little bitch. I mean, Topher Grace just like oh the nice guys, Shane Black to the nice Damn. guys. Damn, which is like such a Shit. Shane Black movie. Such a, which means awesome. Movie. It was an awesome. I mean, yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron oh, Man nice Three. Guys. Sorry, Nice Guys. Someone right was just yelling at us before you just noticed that Nice Guys, Nice Guys. Yeah. Shout out to Bradley. He 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 listens to the show a lot. He loves he loves. Oh, nice we guys. owe you a phone call, Brad. Other Sorry. Bradley. No, this is a different Bradley. Oh well, Bradley Cornish. We owe you a phone call. Uh, no, Brad. Which Brad? Bradley Mine. I like Bradley Mine. I yeah. like his. I like his mind. Yeah. I want to eat it. <laughs> no, we we're not. You okay. you keep on wanting to My to end. We're not done. Hurts. We're not. We need to talk about uh, two things. I always thought that that Enemy Mine would make for a great TV show. Of course it would. Like Wasteland, not Wasteland. Um, Westworld. Oh yeah, yeah, good show. Yeah, and um, I don't really understand what's going on this season but i don't care it looks cool <laughs> like ed i harris, needed some help ed harris yeah yeah i asked the internet i was like i don't fucking know ed harris is like i'm doing walker part two with seriously robots. yeah it's like i'm i'm evil but this will be my arc where i'm somehow made less evil um i had you watch a movie yeah before we vanish that's a um that's top five for me this year, bro. Is it? Yeah. Okay. If one thing I could say, like, just swinging for the fences, and I mean this in a good way, how just one minute, it's this kind of violent, like, MMA fighting for, like, a little bit. And then it's like this, like, Mac and me, aliens come to Earth style, but they take your thoughts. Um... It's an interesting, um, it's an interesting movie. Who I did not know it was made by the same guy that directed Tokyo Sonata, which is a movie I loved from um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, um, two thousand great, and two thousand fine. Yeah, yeah, kinda. yeah, it's a film about um, these aliens come to, they're coming to take us over, and before they do, they send like a couple of their badass people to start. Do some pre-production. To, start to do some pre-pro. Yeah. And in their pre-pro, they're 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 stealing concepts from people, mm -hmm. and 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 they take away certain concepts. So so it's it's saving a lot of people because they're taking away like concepts of greed from a businessman. All of a sudden, he's free, and then like it's. But it's also sort of about like this husband who's been a real shitty husband mm -hmm. gets his body invaded by by an alien, mm -hmm. and then becomes like this sort of like likable dude who's like who asks his wife to help him and then um yeah it's really to me it's a film about love which is often, so silly and that's often the opposite when the alien takes over from invasion of the body snatchers to men in black to a million other damn examples the alien taking over the body makes someone an asshole or or, or they're now the villain or they're a yeah. bad person so that's uh we're like we're like this this it this is one that's like we're putting the trope on its on its on its head okay yeah and 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 that's a good thing oh shit <laughs> it's funny. putting on the uh 
before we vanish puts the trope of of, of body snatchers on its head. You sound and like that's a good Twitter. thing. You yeah, like that was, that was a joke. I was yeah. making a fun of fun. I was making a fun. Making a fun. A film tw- making a fun. <laughs> a film making Twitter. a fun. Making a fun. And so it makes like this guy who's like to- to- totes totes despicable become like this really good dude yeah. yeah i just liked it so much i was my friend who actually put me on to dark song put me on to this movie oh very cool um because he he just checks out all the ifc midnight stuff we got to see uh the have him on the show yeah he doesn't even understand how podcasts work like just talking we'll take care of the rest yeah i want to start having like i want to start having more random people on the show i agree guys because like you know like my uncle <laughs> <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of. <laughs> yeah, I sort of like. I would like his opinions about movies. Sure, you know, because because it, it can be like it can be a little bit of an echo chamber of like. I used to watch Nighthawks with him when I was a kid. The Billy D. Williams Sylvester Stallone buddy cop movie. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, or or the album with Cage and what it was, Tame yeah. One. Yes. Yes, I like the movie version better, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it usually, usually, I like the rap version better, but yeah, the movie, the movie version is better. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna see Solo? I'm sure one of these days. I don't. I I have like so few interests. It's just similar to Marvel. I'm Star Wars out. There's it's a lot of Star much. Wars shit. It's too much. Like it's in like just... a two year period. There's three major Star Wars movies. Rogue One, the second one, and well, the thing Solo. is, Rogue One is nothing like a Star Wars film. Okay, and that's a good thing.
Thank you.